Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Acts chapter 21, verse 37, all the way through Acts chapter 22, verse 22. In today's reading, we find Paul in the city of Jerusalem, He has traveled there. If you remember, he's gone through his third missionary journey. He's been warned that bad things are coming his way, that he will be arrested and handed over to the Gentiles. He has entered the temple. And so some of the Jews that have come from Asia, from abroad, are spreading a rumor that Paul has defiled the temple. They're stirring up the crowd and telling them Paul's been doing some bad stuff while he's been on his missionary journey. He's telling people not to obey the law of Moses, And also now he has gone too far by defiling the temple, by bringing an uncircumcised Gentile with him into the temple precincts. Now, this is not true. And now the crowd is whipped into a frenzy. And really, uh, Paul should be fearing for his life at this point. So we pick up at verse 37. After the crowd has almost torn Paul to shreds, The Romans go into the crowd of the Jewish people that are in this uproar, in this chaos, and they rescue Paul. They have to literally pick him up and take him out of the crowd because he's being beaten so bad. So let's pick up at verse 37. As Paul is about to be brought into the barracks, he said to the tribune, May I say something to you? And he said, Do you know Greek? Are you not an Egyptian then who recently stirred up a revolt and led the 4,000 men of the assassins out into the wilderness? Paul replied, I'm a Jew from Tarsus of Cilicia, a citizen of no obscure city. I beg you, permit me to speak to the people. When he had given him permission, Paul, standing on the steps, motioned with his hand to the people. When there was a great hush, he addressed them in the Hebrew language, saying, Brothers and fathers, hear the defense that I now make before you. When they heard that he was addressing them in the Hebrew language, they became even more quiet, and he said, I'm a Jew born in Tarsus and Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel according to the strict manner of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God as all of you are this day. I persecuted this way to death, binding and delivering to prison both men and women, as the high priest and the whole council of elders can bear me witness. From them I received letters to the brothers, and I journeyed toward Damascus to take those also who were there and bring them in bonds to Jerusalem to be punished. As I was on my way and drew near to Damascus about noon, a great light from heaven suddenly shone around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Rise and go into Damascus. And there you'll be told all that is appointed for you to do. And since I could not see because of the brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. And one Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, well spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me. And standing beside me, said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very hour I received my sight and saw them. And he said, The God of our fathers appointed you to know his will to see the righteous one and to hear a voice from his mouth. For you will be a witness for him to everyone of what you have seen and heard. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. 
When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance. And I saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that in one synagogue after another, I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. When the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. And he said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Up to this word they listened to him. Then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. So Paul addresses the crowd. What's interesting here, and I want you to notice Paul is this fascinating guy. Paul speaks in formal Greek to the Roman soldiers. They're shocked by that. They said, you're speaking Greek. So he had some type of formal education where he understood the Greek language. At that time, all over the Mediterranean world, the the language of business and commerce, the language of government and, and everything was Greek. Now, by the second century in the Roman Empire, Latin would start to replace Greek. But at this time, Greek was the spoken language of all business and all formal dealings. So Paul speaks in Greek. Then he addresses the crowd in Hebrew. Now, actually, this is Aramaic. It's not Hebrew that he's speaking, but Aramaic and Hebrew are very similar. Paul would have known at least three languages. When he studied under Gamaliel, they would have used formal Hebrew to study the Bible, the Old Testament. Aramaic was the spoken language that the Jews learned in Babylon. So when they went to Babylonian captivity and they came home, they spoke Aramaic. Aramaic and Hebrew are very similar, by the way. What's really cool, if you look at your Old Testament, there are portions of your Old Testament written in Aramaic, places in the book of Daniel, which would make sense because they're in Babylon. So there's some small segments in our Old Testament that are written in Aramaic. So Paul speaks two different languages here, just right off the bat. So he's educated. He also lived in a very notable city. He was a Roman citizen, which was kind of a big deal back then. It gave you a lot of privileges but he also grew up in Jerusalem. We learned something about Paul. He didn't grow up in Tarsus. He grew up in Jerusalem. So he might have been born in Tarsus and spent part of his time there, but his parents sent him to be educated by the best rabbi of his day. Gamaliel is one of the great rabbis of Judaism. So Paul was a very smart kid. Only the best and the brightest studied under Gamaliel. So here's Paul with all the credentials. But all of that is rubbish compared to what he had in Christ Jesus. Think about this. Paul had all the privileges of his time. If he remained within Judaism, he would have been well-respected. I mean, he would have been looked up to in the street like, there's Paul, the great rabbi, or Saul, the great rabbi. But he gave all that up for Jesus Christ. God had a plan for Paul, that Paul would be a messenger to the Gentiles. Now, Now consider the things Paul had done. He was part of the stoning of Stephen. He approved of it, probably set it up and had them kill uh, this great Christian leader. And so Paul was complicit in that. And now this very guy that was the persecutor of the church, the best and broadest of Judaism, is now going to be, be the apostle to the Gentiles. Another thing I want you to see about Paul, Paul wouldn't say he had a conversion like we would think of conversion, like leaving you know, paganism to Christianity. He would say that Judaism always pointed toward Jesus Christ. He just came to a realization 
that Jesus was the Messiah and hope of Israel, and it was its natural point for him to become a follower of Jesus. So I don't think in Paul's mind there was this like conversion where he was totally changed into something else. No, he just realized that the goal of Judaism, the goal of his faith all along was pointing toward Christ. He fulfilled all those things in the Old Testament. So today I present to you the Apostle Paul. I wanted you to get some, just some biographic details nailed down about this great person, fascinating fellow, Paul. Now, what's going to happen with the rest of Paul's life? We're not real sure. We know he's going to end up in Rome. That's where the book of Acts ends. He goes to Rome uh, to appear before Caesar. We don't know if he dies in Rome at this point, if he's beheaded yet. He may be released and then uh, arrested again later. That's one theory. One theory is that once he goes to Rome, he will be beheaded for his faith. But here's the main idea today. Paul had it all in his day and time. But he would say, you know what? None of that matters compared to the riches of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, I hope you have a great weekend and I hope to see you back on Monday. We'll be in Psalm 41 on Monday. <music>